What's happening, y'all? Welcome inside the Fantasy Stock Exchange. Bush coming at you solo today to break down some must-buy wide receivers for the fantasy football playoffs. This is basically my Week 11 Trade Targets Part 2. Yesterday, I broke down the running back position, so check that out in case you missed it. Since many of you guys indicated to me that your trade deadline is either this week or next week, I figured I'd go through and talk about some guys with some great playoff strength of schedules, five guys that have some great schedules, five guys that don't have very good schedules that should help you win your league down the stretch. So if you guys enjoy at any point, leave a like down below, subscribe to the channel. If you are new around here, about 25% of you guys that watch these videos are subscribed. We really like to get that number a little bit higher. So really appreciate those of you guys that haven't taken the leap yet. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button and leave any comments down below as well. If I answer your comment, the least you could do is be subscribed to the channel. But without further ado, let's get right into it. Okay, so we've been breaking down these matchup charts every single week, all season, and now we finally have tangible and projectable data for the rest of the season, right? We have 10 weeks of data to go through and determine which matchups are easy, which matchups are difficult. I thought about taking this video and the video I did yesterday in a number of different directions, but this is how I'm going to do it. So skip ahead if you don't want to hear my process on things. There's timestamps in the description in the scroll bar if you want to use them, but this is basically the metrics that my model uses. You guys can see them on the screen there. Draft Sharks adjusted fantasy points allowed to the wide receiver position. Basically, this is accounting for schedule. So if Justin Jefferson goes off against your defense, it doesn't ding you as much as, let's say, Robert Woods going off against your defense, because obviously you're expected to give up more points to a guy like Justin Jefferson. Ranking football outsiders, pass defense, DVOA. Obviously, this is how good your pass defense is relative to league average situations. And then ranking PFF coverage grade, which is basically how good are your corners relative to uh, the rest of the league. So all those things culminate in a weighted average with uh, adjusted fantasy points allowed being 50% and the other two metrics being 25%. So that is what comprises each week. This is the full scope of the rest of the season. The regular season fantasy football weeks are in blue. The playoff fantasy football weeks are in green. You guys can see them there. And here is the table just as isolated by playoff schedule. If you guys were curious who has the most difficult playoff schedules, who has the easiest playoff schedules, this is who has them. And I actually broke this down into a tier list. So it's easier to understand, easier to basically um, look at. So this is not me necessarily ranking these players. It's just ordered based on how good their schedule is. You guys can see some of the easiest playoff schedules, Devin Duvernay, the uh, Houston Texans wide receivers, um, the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receivers, Michael Pittman Jr., Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel and Jahan Dotson with the cupcake. Easy, easy matchups. And then you guys can see it goes as follows down to the terrible matchups during the fantasy playoffs, which is the Dolphins wide receivers, uh, Allen Robinson, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd, Christian Kirk, Darnell Mooney, and Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Kadarius Toney. But again, this is just based on how good is their schedule, not necessarily how good are they as players. Obviously, Tyreek Hill is probably the best receiver in fantasy right now, but he does have one of the hardest schedules rest of the season. So, so let's get into the five wide receivers that we're buying rest of the season. And strength of schedule isn't the only reason that we're buying these players, because as you guys would have seen, Devin Duvernay actually has the easiest schedule rest of the season. We want to take into account target shares, workload, efficiency, quarterback play, offense, all that good stuff. So we are going to go in descending order from number five to my biggest buy at the wide receiver position. And to clear up any confusion, because some of you guys didn't understand this in the running backs video, these are not rankings, right? Of who I would prefer rest of the season. We just want to take into account 
who are my biggest buys relative to their current market value? Not necessarily saying I would take my number one buy over the rest of the list. It's just saying I would take my number one buy because relative to his market value, he's a great acquisition right now. So number five is the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receivers, Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. I've talked about buying into the Steelers passing offense down the stretch as a very solid move for a couple of weeks now. The Pittsburgh Steelers have played a brutal stretch of defenses the past couple of weeks. Since Kenny Pickett's takeover, they've played the Jets, the Bucks, the Bills, the Eagles, a healthier Saints defense, and then the Dolphins, who are the easiest pass defense that they've played. No wonder Kenny Pickett has looked like one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. Bad offenses like the Pittsburgh Steelers and bad quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks like Kenny Pickett, they need soft matchups to look functional. And after Cincinnati and after Indianapolis, who they play the next two games, I'd argue that no wide receivers in the NFL have easier matchups down the stretch of the last five games than Deontay Johnson and George Pickens do. For those of you guys that are in deeper PPR leagues with a ton of flex spots like I'm in, these two guys are very, very solid trade targets because you can get them for flex type of prices right now. And they could be, you know, wide receiver twos rest of the season, given how, you know, easy their matchups are. You see, they have Baltimore twice. They have Carolina. They have Las Vegas. Just some easy, easy matchups. The Atlanta Falcons as well for the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receivers. And hopefully Kenny Pickett can play well down the stretch. So moving on to the number four trade target at wide receiver, we have Terry McLaurin. This would also apply to Curtis Samuel, to Jahan Dotson, because they are his teammates. But since Heineke has been the starting quarterback the last four games, we've seen the Terry McLaurin show. He has four straight games of eight plus targets that Heineke has been the quarterback. Carson Wentz has begun throwing again, uh, coming back from the injury that he suffered in the Bears game on Thursday night. But I think they're going to stick with Heineke as long as he's playing well, right? If he has a bad, uh, bad game, I do expect them to go back to Carson Wentz at some point. But the good news is that the commander schedule is absolutely free cash down the stretch. So whether it's Heineke, whether it's Carson Wentz, it should be good news for Terry McLaurin specifically. Those of you guys that are trying to make a playoff push or improve your seating within the playoffs, I think Terry McLaurin's the perfect trade target to go after in that situation because the next three games that he has, he has Houston, he has Atlanta, and the New York Giants. For those of you guys that are trying to get into the playoff picture, that would make a ton of sense. He does have a week 14 bye, which is a little bit unfortunate, but during the playoffs, he also has the New York Giants, San Francisco 49ers, and the Cleveland Browns in the fantasy championship. So definitely an easy matchup chart, basically, for Terry McLaurin down the stretch. He is one of the guys that I'm going after, especially, like I said, if you are trying to make a push to get into the playoffs or improve your seating and maybe get yourself a buy. So the number three trade target at wide receiver is Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson had two games right before the buy where he had 90 plus receiving yards. He commanded a 21% target share and a 38% target share in those two games. He's clearly becoming Zach Wilson's go-to guy. And outside of New England this week, I really don't expect a lot of hiccups for Garrett Wilson down the stretch. And who knows, maybe Elijah Moore moving into the slot, playing more snaps helps open things up for this Jets offense for Zach Wilson to start playing better and for Garrett Wilson to see less attention on the outside. The Jets defense is also turning the ball over at an extremely high rate, a top eight rate in the NFL right now. And they play quarterbacks like Trevor Lawrence, Jared Goff, Josh Allen, Kirk Cousins, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, all these guys down the stretch of the season who are turnover prone quarterbacks that could lead to some short fields and scoring opportunities. And Garrett Wilson hasn't scored a ton of touchdowns so far this year. Rookie wide receivers are also generally a good investment to make down the stretch because they usually get better as the season progresses. So it's generally best practice to invest in them as the season goes along. As you guys can see on this chart, according to Jack Miller of Establish the Run, Garrett Wilson has some great matchups during the fantasy playoffs, man. 
again, Detroit Lions, Jacksonville Jaguars, Seattle Seahawks, who are capable of putting up points on the other side of the ball. Definitely love buying into Garrett Wilson as a playoff darling. Number two on this list is Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Now, if you're getting into the dance, very few wide receivers could reward you the way that the San Francisco 49ers will. Because they have Washington, who are a bottom 10 matchup to wide receivers, and Las Vegas, who are a bottom four matchup to wide receivers. They have very, very easy matchups in the fantasy playoffs. The freaking Commanders and Raiders, you cannot draw it up much better than that. Debo Samuel of these two guys is my biggest trade target because Brandon Ayuk has played well in the past couple games, and Debo Samuel has not. That's pretty much why I'm going after Debo. His value is suppressed recently. He has received... 10 opportunities in every game this season, except for one. This is a guy that combined rushing and receiving gets a lot of opportunities to touch the football. And that's really all we want out of our fantasy wide receivers is to get them opportunities. 70% of Debo Samuel's opportunities too are targets. It's not like he's just getting carries and not getting receiving work. And I've seen people point to the fact that he's getting used more as a traditional wide receiver as a bad thing for Debo Samuel. But I'm telling you right now, it's a good thing. Now that they have Elijah Mitchell and Christian McCaffrey in the backfield, I expect a a ton of true wide receiver usage for Debo Samuel. And we know that the league breaking upside he has, has led to people winning fantasy championships in the past. He was very, very good. Top five in the NFL at wide receiver during the fantasy playoffs last year. He's only scored three touchdowns this year, which is the difference between why he was so good last year and why he hasn't been as good this year. 14 touchdowns last year versus three touchdowns this year is a massive, massive difference. And if he can get back on track in some of these easier matchups, I think Debo Samuel is going to really, really help reward those of you guys that go and buy low on him now. He's one of my biggest buy lows in fantasy right now. And I myself traded for him in my home league, thinking that he's going to be much better down the stretch. Number one, On this list, my biggest buy low or I guess buy high wide receiver who could win people leagues down the stretch is CeeDee Lamb. So it is definitely going to be difficult to trade for CeeDee Lamb because he just had a massive week against the Green Bay Packers. But of the elite wide receivers, he's one of the ones I want most down the stretch run because within that elite tier of wide receivers, those top you know five to eight wide receivers or so, he's one of the only guys that has a very, very easy playoff schedule. And I think if you can maneuver yourself to CeeDee Lamb, that would be a well-advised move. So for example, if you guys have Jalen Waddell, T. Higgins, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, Devontae Adams, some of these guys that have more difficult schedules, DeAndre Hopkins included, down the stretch, if you can transition those guys one for one into CD Lamb, I suggest that you go ahead and do it. And in some cases, you might even be able to get CD Lamb plus a small piece if you're trading away, let's say, an Adams, an AJ Brown, or a DeAndre Hopkins. He's going to be great to close out the season. During the fantasy playoffs, he has Jacksonville in week 15. He has the Philadelphia Eagles in week 16, who are a tough matchup, but they do know how to put up points, and it's a divisional game. And he performed against them well with Cooper Rush as his quarterback last time. So I'm not too worried about that matchup. But then in week 17, he has the Tennessee Titans. So I love his matchups during the fantasy playoffs. Another huge development for CeeDee Lamb is the fact that Dak Prescott uncorked the ball 46 times against the Green Bay Packers and was allowed to throw that much despite leading the entire game. They did not need to throw as much as they did against Green Bay. They could have leaned on Tony Pollard, established their run game, and that is not necessarily what they did. They know they're a pass-first team, and now that Dak Prescott is fully healthy, they're letting him uncork the ball, which is obviously good news for CeeDee Lamb as his primary number one wide receiver. And a quick honorable mention before I get into the guys that were selling high is the Cincinnati Bengals. They play four straight easy matchups from week 
you know, 11 this week into week 15, but it does tighten up during the fantasy playoffs. So if you need to go on a run, if you need to win a bunch of games to get into the fantasy playoffs, I think T Higgins and Jamar Chase are good trade targets from that perspective, but they do have difficult fantasy playoff matchups. But if you need to just get into the fantasy playoffs, T Higgins makes a ton of sense to go after. So let's get into the guys that we are selling. And the tough thing about wide receivers versus the running backs that I talked about yesterday is that many great fantasy wide receivers don't have elite schedules. As you guys will see on the screen right Right now, a lot of the best fantasy wide receivers have difficult schedules down the stretch. And unlike Derrick Henry, who I talked about in yesterday's video, there's not a ton of elite, elite fantasy wide receivers with easy schedules. So we got to go a little bit deeper here. Overall, though, I'm less inclined to make a move at wide receiver because wide receivers can typically overcome tough matchups easier. So the first guy that we're going to talk about is Darnell Mooney. And Mooney is not necessarily a high value fantasy asset, so you're not going to get a ton for him in a trade. But I think people will talk themselves into Darnell Mooney down the stretch. He's got a good target share. Fields is starting to play better, etc. But even on Fields' elite run as a fantasy quarterback that he's been on for the last month or so, he's yet to crack 200 passing yards, and he's only done so once so far this season. The Bears have another easy one against the Atlanta Falcons this week, so maybe you can sell them after this week if your trade target is or if your trade deadline is next week. But they have a rough stretch during the fantasy playoffs. Plus, Darnell Mooney still has a bye week that he hasn't incurred yet. As I talked about yesterday with Montgomery, I expect them to lean on the run, lean on Justin Fields, lean on David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert once he's back from IR. You can probably swap Darnell Mooney off of two good games that he's had this past week, maybe even another good game against Atlanta this coming week for somebody like Deontay Johnson or George Pickens, who I talked about, or maybe you have to add a piece to get up to a Garrett Wilson or a Debo Samuel. So definitely keep an eye on Darnell Mooney. If he's on your roster, he is a guy that I'm looking to sell high if I can. Number four, we have Allen Robinson. And I don't think a lot of people are going to be too excited about the Rams offense in general because Cooper Cup is now out for the season. But there will be a select few people in your fantasy league that might perk their ears up and think, hey, now Allen Robinson's the number one wide receiver here because Cooper Cup is gone. Allen Robinson's going to get a ton more targets. But we know for wide receivers, that is typically your skill as a player and as a separator that commands targets, not necessarily who your target competition is. The Packers and Broncos are absolutely legit against fantasy wide receivers. And that is who the Los Angeles Rams play during the first two weeks of the fantasy playoffs. And to be honest, without Cooper Cup in the lineup, I'd be hard-pressed to see the Los Angeles Rams score more than 15 points a game because Cooper Cup was their entire offense. And now that he's going to be out for at least the next four games, if not for the rest of the season, I don't think we're going to be talking about Allen Robinson as a guy that is very productive rest of the season. So not a guy that I'm looking for. If you can swap him, like I said, for Garrett Wilson, for Deontay Johnson, some of the guys I've talked about already, definitely go ahead and do so. Devontae Adams is my number three sell high or trade away target in this video. So what we know about Devontae Adams is that he's definitely an alpha wide receiver. One, he has an elite target share, and he has the capability of putting up monster, monster fantasy performances, but he does have a very, very difficult schedule ahead of him. He has you know, matchups against Patrick Sertan and the Denver Broncos, Tariq Woolen and the Seattle Seahawks, Jalen Ramsey and the Los Angeles Rams, the New England Patriots pass defense, the 49ers pass defense, and a Steelers defense now that has TJ Watt back in the fold. And this goes back to what I said with CeeDee Lamb. Devontae Adams is an elite wide receiver one. So if you don't want to sell him, you don't have to. By all means, keep him on your roster. I'm sure he can overcome some of these matchups. But I think Devontae Adams, if you can swap him one for one for CeeDee Lamb, 
is the type of move I'd be looking to do. If you can swap him one for one for CeeDee Lamb or for Jamar Chase once he comes back from injury, I think I would be fine doing that. But overall, not a ton of wide receiver guys that I'm looking to sell high because a lot of the difficult schedules for wide receivers are, you know, happening to the best wide receivers in fantasy. And typically, like I said, most of these wide receivers can overcome difficult schedules. So my number two wide receiver is DeAndre Hopkins. And D-Hop is interesting for the same reason as Devontae Adams. Clearly an alpha target share, clearly an unreal player, but he does have some tough matchups against some similar corners that I mentioned for Adams. He has Pat Sertan. He has a lot of these other guys. And even if you make it out of the first round, he faces uh, Jamel Dean and Carlton Davis in Tampa Bay. So there's not a ton to like about Arizona's passing game in general, especially with Kyler banged up with a hamstring injury. Zach Ertz is out for the season. So not ideal altogether. Plus, we don't know how Marquise Brown coming into the offense is going to affect DeAndre Hopkins' target share. So transition DeAndre Hopkins, if you can, into CeeDee Lamb, into Stephon Diggs, into AJ Brown, or somebody with an easier strength of schedule. But if not, I'm fine holding on to him as well. My number one sell high is Christian Kirk. And Christian Kirk has been a fine wide receiver too this year. He's actually the wide receiver 11 in points per game right now. So he's actually been a wide receiver one this year, but his schedule is tightening up, especially during the fantasy playoffs. He's got two really, really tough matchups against Dallas and the New York Jets in the week 15 and week 16 area. If you look back at Christian Kirk's season as well, you guys can see that anytime he's had a matchup where he's played against a tough pass defense, which hasn't been very many this year because they've had a relatively easy schedule, he and Trevor Lawrence in the Jags passing offense has struggled in general. The Eagles, the Texans, the Broncos, and the Indianapolis Colts, they've played you know five of their 10 games so far this year. And it just so happens that you know, those defenses were some of Christian Kirk's worst games. He saved the Colts games with touchdowns, but for the most part, he wasn't very good against those great pass defenses. And I think now is the perfect time to make the transition from a guy like Christian Kirk, who's been very good for you so far this year, into a Debo Samuel or into a Ma'an Ross St. Brown or into Garrett Wilson or into Chris Olave or somebody like that. Or maybe you want to sell him for a running back like DeAndre Swift or David Montgomery. So those are the wide receivers that I'm selling high. Like I said, not a firm sell high on a lot of these wide receivers because a lot of the best fantasy wide receivers like Tyreek Hill, like Devontae Adams, like DeAndre Hopkins have tough playoff matchups. So if you guys enjoyed this video at any point, leave a like down below, comment any of your thoughts down below as well. Subscribe to the channel if you are new around here. If you guys want access to these matchup charts that I've talked about in these last two videos, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash fantasy stock exchange over there. You'll get a ton of other benefits, including the rest of season rankings, including uh, first dibs on dynasty decisions, dynasty rankings manifesto, which just had a big update. All that good stuff is available. Patreon.com forward slash fantasy stock exchange. If that interests you, check it out. Also check out our official sponsor, underdogfantasy.com, promo code FSE at first deposit and sign up and you will get hundred percent back on whatever you put in. They're going to have playoff best ball coming very soon. And you definitely want to be a part of that. So check that out. If you're interested, link down below in the description. But with that being said, Peace out, guys, and I'll talk to you soon. Wire me the money.